Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula who is expecting my first baby this September. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Before we jump into this episode, I do want to say that I am trying to fill up my schedule for the next few months and I am looking for a couple more birth stories. So if you have ever wanted to tell your birth story, if you've ever thought about coming on the podcast and you've kind of been unsure about it or nervous about it, please, please, please reach out to me. You can email me at hello at whatthebumpclt.com. You can message me over on Instagram. My handle is just whatthebumpclt. And I did post about this on my Instagram stories the other day, but I'm just looking for a couple more women to come on the podcast and share their birth stories. It is super simple, super easy, and super fun. Honestly, I just love listening to birth stories. I love doing the recordings. I find that women, once they like get into telling the story, they get super into it. And it's super cool to see them kind of just relive those moments. It is super casual. You register online and then it sends us both a Zoom link. We jump on a zoom call I only record audio so you don't need to worry about what you look like I can edit out anytime we mess up we can go back and re-say how we wanted to say things and it's super simple super super casual it's literally just me guiding you through telling your birth story so if you've ever wanted to do that and been nervous about it or wanted to do that and know more about telling your birth story on the podcast, please, please reach out to me and come on the podcast and share your birth story. Every birth is unique. Every birth is beautiful. Even if you think maybe you had a boring birth and that it's not worth sharing, that is not true. Every birth is just amazing and it's your experience and it's unique to you and to your baby and your body. So please, if you are willing, come tell your birth story on the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bump. Today, we are going to be talking about essential oils and their use during pregnancy and labor and delivery. Now, overall, the safest way to use essential oils is going to be just to diffuse them into the air by using an essential oil diffuser. Super simple, super easy, and simply just smelling and inhaling aromatherapy can supply a lot of benefits, especially depending on the certain oils that you use. Some other ways to use essential oils that I'm also kind of going to touch on and usually is considered pretty safe is going to be to massage them into your skin. And I usually recommend using a carrier oil when you do this. So not just kind of, you know, putting a pure 100% essential oil right onto your skin, but more so maybe diluting a drop or two into something like almond oil or coconut oil and then rubbing on your skin to get the benefits of the essential oil. Now, I'm going to recommend some good brands of essential oils right off the bat because this market is extremely, extremely saturated. There are many like MLM multi-level marketing companies for essential oils that Um, carry decent essential oils, I think, but some of them, because there's so many, are actually really cheap and really low quality. So you can go to like TJ Maxx or Marshalls and they have tons of essential oils and they're only a few dollars for a bottle. And that's probably something you should be a little bit cautious about. They come in like little, I think it's like 0.3 ounce fluid ounce bottles normally or jars, whatever. And I usually like to pay around 10 to $15, depending on the oil, for that little amount. You really want to go for quality here. Like I said, you're using a drop or two when you use an essential oil, so normally they can last you a pretty long time. Use a trusted source, a trusted brand. We're going for 100% pure and organic. That's the best thing to look for. And just some brands off the bat that are pretty good, Rocky Mountain Oils is one that I see all the time that I know a lot of people love. 
Public Goods is another essential oil brand that's pretty popular. Now Foods makes some pretty good essential oils, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Vitruvi is another essential oil brand that is pretty good. And I know a lot of people think of essential oils and they probably think of doTERRA and Young Living. Those are like MLM more so multi-level marketing companies who um, you kind of buy them, I believe, through another person who sells those essential oils. I don't know much about those two brands. Honestly, I'm assuming they're probably pretty high quality because I know that Young Living is fairly expensive and I know a lot of people who do use it. So I would consider those also both pretty trusted brands. Jumping in to essential oils, the first one that we're going to talk about is Clary Sage. And I think this honestly is my favorite one when it comes to labor and delivery. Clary Sage is a uterine tonic that can help stimulate stronger contractions. The best way to do this is to dilute a few drops into a carrier oil, such as almond or coconut, rub it on mom's belly and the soles of her feet. This can also soothe period pain if you're not somebody who's pregnant, and it can also help with symptoms of menopause. Now, bear with me because I'm going to read a eh, decently long excerpt from a study on clary sage oil and a little bit. They did talk about chamomile oil, but this study was with 8,058 mothers in childbirth. It was the largest research initiative in the use of aromatherapy within a healthcare setting ever done. The study involved a wide range of participants from mothers who experienced low risk, spontaneous labor, birth, very uncomplicated deliveries to mothers who were maybe induced and still had a vaginal delivery or mothers who were induced and had cesarean section and also mothers who had an operative delivery, which would have been maybe like forceps or vacuum delivery. The study took place over eight years, so they were able to really gather a lot of evidence and a lot of testing on these effects of aromatherapy and labor. In the study, a total of 10 essential oils were used and they were all diluted into a carrier oil such as coconut or almond, like I talked about. And these were administered to participants via skin absorption and inhalation. So either like rubbing them somewhere on the body or actually diffusing them into the room. The study found little direct evidence that the practice of aromatherapy necessarily reduced pain during labor or that it made a big difference in the way of delivery, whether it had been like vaginal, vacuum, or cesarean section. But the key finding in the study that were two oils, clary sage and chamomile, were effective in alleviating pain. The evidence from the study suggests that aromatherapy can be effective in reducing maternal anxiety, fear, and pain during labor. It also appeared to facilitate in the reduction of use of opioids during labor. So that was pretty cool. They said like 6%... Of women used opioids and then 0.4% were the ones that used opioids in the aromatherapy group. So pretty cool study that was conducted and like I said I will of course link this in the show notes for the podcast but I just found it interesting and the two main ones that they said that they found benefits for were clary sage and the chamomile. So that is why clary sage is one of my favorite ones and like I said clary sage is also cool because it can help to stimulate contractions. If you're in labor and you maybe are facing some Pitocin, it wouldn't hurt to maybe try a little bit of clary sage and see if it can get these contractions a little bit stronger and a little bit closer together. The next oil I'm gonna talk about is Velour. I think that's how you pronounce it, it's V-A-L-O-R. And this is not an oil necessarily per se, it is actually a oil blend and this is made by Young Living. So you probably will not find this anywhere other than buying it through Young Living. It is their oil blend, which is frankincense, black spruce, blue tansy, camphor wood, and geranium. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. But they say that this is a magical blend to promote confidence and courage. And a lot of women say that it's one of their favorite oils during labor because it really helps to support the emotions that you might experience during labor. It helps to balance your mood. 
and one woman suggested that you dilute it with a carrier oil and you massage it over your heart while you're actually in labor. The other thing that was found to be helpful with velour oil was to place two drops on a cotton pad and have your partner kind of wave it in front of you between contractions and deeply breathe that in. So that's another oil blend that you can look at. Definitely a little bit pricier. I did look it up and it was not necessarily cheap, but some women say that the blend is great during labor as far as like, you know, mental and emotional support, which is really important, especially when you're trying to have an unmedicated birth because where your where your head is at can make or break that happening. The next oil is a very, very common oil. It is peppermint oil. Peppermint oil is re-energizing and combats nausea very well. We do use this in the hospital a good amount. And usually I do like a few drops, maybe three drops on a cotton ball and I hold it close to the nose. This helps a lot with like nausea and funky smells during labor, which there definitely might be a lot of. The other thing that peppermint oil is cool for that we also use a lot in the hospital is for postpartum. It can help you to pee. So, you know, if you do get an epidural and you do maybe have your bladder drained, or even if you're just super swollen down there and you maybe just don't want to pee, a couple drops of peppermint oil into the toilet water and then just sitting there for a little bit will actually help to relax those muscles in your pelvis and just all your bladder muscles and can help you to pee postpartum. Peppermint oil is also great, of course, for relieving nausea, not only while you're in labor, but also while you are pregnant. So a lot of women during the first trimester will maybe have some peppermint oil on hand. That way they can smell it. They can even use it, maybe put a little bit diluted onto their wrist or something like that to help with that first trimester nausea. Also important to note, I'm not talking about essential oils using them on infants because I did not do that research. So I do not know what is considered safe for babies, but I can tell you right now that peppermint oil is not considered safe for infants. So that's something that you need to keep in mind. If you're diffusing it during labor, that's fine. But maybe while you get, you know, a little bit closer to the end of labor, stop diffusing it because you really don't want a baby that is born into a room that is just been diffused with peppermint oil for a few hours, especially if baby needs any help breathing and needs to be given breaths. You don't want the room full of peppermint oil while that is happening as well. The next oil we're going to talk about is lavender, another one of my favorites. Lavender is known for being relaxing and calming and it can help with sleep during pregnancy. Lavender is great during labor just because it smells amazing and it can really help just to relax you and calm you down through every contraction. Jasmine oil is another essential oil. One study in India found that using jasmine essential oil as a massage oil during labor helped ease the pain and discomfort of labor. So there is a lot of effectiveness in jasmine oil in moms who are having their first babies, and they did find that the average pain score response was significantly reduced after using jasmine oil. And in the study, it said like that they were ranking their pain from a zero to 10, and that after the jasmine oil was being used, especially in first-time moms, they noticed that the scale, I guess, or the number that they gave them was significantly reduced, and there was no other intervention done during that time. So that's something that's really cool. I think jasmine oil is one that you hear a lot less about rather than, you know, peppermint oil and lavender oil and things like that. But there is definitely some proof behind jasmine oil that it does help to reduce some labor pain. Next up is citrus essential oils. And when I'm talking about citrus, I'm really, I kind of just grouped together like lemon and orange essential oil. These are both known for energy, reducing nausea. Lemon is really known to help awaken you when fatigue starts to take over. So that can be great if you have a long labor. Maybe put some lemon oil on, smell some lemon oil. Orange scent can be used in childbirth to help women who are experiencing a stressful labor and reducing anxiety and reducing tension. And there's a study that I also pulled on this that actually scientifically shows that the 
the effects of the orange scent during childbirth on labor units for stress in labor. Tea tree oil is great if you are experiencing hormonal breakouts during pregnancy. This one, I didn't really find too much on it during labor, but tea tree oil is extremely antibacterial. So if you are maybe having some hormonal breakouts during pregnancy, I know I have been. I'm finally, I think, just on the other side of it. Nothing too crazy, but of course you have so many hormones running through your body that acne is something that is extremely common during pregnancy they always say like oh you glow and your skin glows and I'm just sitting here like 22 weeks right now probably further than that by the time this podcast airs but and I'm like when is that coming because I don't feel like my skin is glowing but hopefully I'm coming out on the other end of that anyways sidetracked um tea tree oil is great for hormonal breakouts during pregnancy so I usually this is probably bad I honestly just put mine like a tiny drop right onto the blemish that I had or the breakout that I had but when I research this they say to dilute it into witch hazel or some type of other carrier oil and then put it on your blemish I didn't do that not gonna lie to you probably should have so if you have some tea tree oil on hand I have used it for breakouts way before way before my pregnancy even I've used it probably for like three years when I experienced a little bit of a breakout um, putting a little bit of tea tree oil on there and it's amazing for that now the last oil we're going to talk about is frankincense frankincense if you remember me talking about that velour oil that came from young living I think it was like the second oil I touched on frankincense is was a part of that mixture. So just pulling frankincense out of that alone, frankincense is powerful to support healthy emotions. Some people use it diluted with olive oil on the perineum once the baby starts to crown. And they say that it can help the skin become elastic so the baby can come out with ease. So that's something that's really interesting. All the essential oils we've talked about have really been for, you know, maybe nausea, energy, reducing the sensations of pain. And they've all been either, you know, inhalation, whether it be diffusing them, putting some on a cotton ball or diluting them and rubbing them somewhere on your body. But frankincense actually has been used diluted with some type of oil. In this case, it was olive oil that I read about on the perineum once the baby starts crowning, which is really interesting. Now, I don't know if every provider will be open to doing this. I honest to God believe that most probably will not because they will be thinking like, well, what if it gets on the baby or gets in the baby's eyes? You know, what will that do? And I didn't research that in depth to it, but if this is something that you're interested in, definitely do some research on frankincense and using it on the perineum once baby starts to crown. If you find good evidence supporting it, like I did, and if you can find maybe some things saying that it is safe to do, print them out, take them to your provider, and this totally might be something that they would be willing to do. But frankincense is also great just to use diluted anywhere on your body during labor for healthy emotional support and also to diffuse in the room. And it smells amazing as every essential oil does. I don't think I've truly ever smelled one that does not smell great. So those are the eight essential oils that I wanted to touch on with you guys. They're all amazing. I have all of them in my labor and delivery doula bag, um, except for the velour. I do not have that one because I just... I don't know. I just haven't invested in it yet, maybe. But I do have all the other ones in my labor and delivery bag. And truly, they're great. It can be kind of hard to remember what each one is good for. So you can make yourself like a little cheat sheet. Even if, you know, you're not a doula, you don't need to buy all of these necessarily. But maybe pick out a few that you're super interested in and buy them and have them throughout your pregnancy. Bring them for labor and delivery. And you might really notice benefits from them that you would not have thought you would. And I will also link in the show notes to this podcast, the blog post that correlates with this episode, because I know it's a lot of information and it's kind of, you know, a lot of them sound very similar as I'm reading them off. So I will link the blog post to this podcast episode. That way you can jump over to the blog website 
which is just on whatthebumpclt.com and you can actually see the whole blog post. I'll make it nice, clean, easy cut to where you can, you know, look at the oil and look at the benefits and look at the oil and look at the benefits. That way you can pick what you want. I'll also throw the names up of the brands that I like and that way you can kind of shop around if essential oils is something that you maybe are interested in and wanting to try. This is something that I've dove into much more recently. I have used essential oils mainly just like lavender and eucalyptus and things like that around my house to diffuse just because they smell good. But as I was thinking about it and kind of as my pregnancy was progressing and I was wanting to try more, I thought I might as well do an episode on it. So I enjoyed doing this. Honestly, it was like research I wanted to do anyway for myself. So, you know, why not make it into a podcast episode for everybody to listen to? So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Like I said, check out that blog post and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.